0: You're listening to The Retail Perch with Sheikha Rahman and Gary Hawkins.
1: We're going to discuss industry challenges and opportunities in grocery retail, AI, current and upcoming trends, and so much more.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Retail Perch. Uh, It looks like summer's setting in and we're kind of trying to take it slow here a little bit, enjoy the weather, Gary. Good to
1: have you on. Uh, yeah, it uh, seems like it's been a little while, Shaker. Yeah, it
0: has. And you know, it's, you know, I think like Stephanie, our producer says, when it rains, it pours. And I think we just got a whole bunch of guests coming on to the retail perch, but uh, we need to get back to our A game here, Gary. So oh, um,
1: that's, that's right. So now that the uh, smoke is hopefully cleared back east.
0: That's right. You know, I went up to Canada and sent the smoke down south, so oh, okay, right. <laughs> I guess I blew um, real hard.
1: <laughs> so we even had smoke here in Colorado. We had a lot of rain, and I was just out. I uh, went through Independence Pass two weeks ago, and believe it or not, there is still six feet of snow up there, and people are still skiing up on top. Wow. Unbelievable.
0: Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's that's amazing. Anyway, so I think the last episode, Gary, was a fun one. We had a virtual guest on. Uh, that's right. GPT as a guest. And in case you're listening to this episode and you want to find out uh, how that went, you may want to check back on the chat GPT episode. I think uh, chat GPT gave some really cool answers to some of our questions. And uh, we were, well, surprised in some, ca- some cases and not so surprised in others. But uh, it's here, it's here
1: to stay. Well, that's right, that's right, and growing fast.
0: That's right, so anyway, so here today, we don't have a virtual guest, although you'll be listening to this guest virtually, we have a real guest in here, that's Justin Chen, who is the co-founder of PickFU, and uh, we're going to have him come on, introduce himself, he's got a long bio, I was reading his LinkedIn profile, he's done some really cool stuff, and serial entrepreneurs, so Welcome, Justin, to the Retail Perch. Great to have you here.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm the co-founder of PicFu, and it's essentially a self-service consumer research service. Um, we're trying to bring enterprise-grade market research down to anyone, so anyone who's uh, doing the job, essentially. So marketers, uh, product designers, uh, social media managers, anyone who needs to get fast feedback on, on anything.
1: Neat. neat so Matt Justin maybe give us a, a bit of your background and and what led you or what got you to uh, what you're doing today?
2: Sure. yeah, so uh, I guess going way back, um, you know I I came out of college, my co-founder and I came out and we were both engineers by trade. Uh, I went to Hewlett Packard, he went to Microsoft. We did the corporate thing for a few years. and then we actually started our own business. Uh, it was actually a restaurant menu aggregator website that we were self-funding and running while running that we we came um came upon the need for a redesign and getting feedback on the redesign and that's actually where pickfu came from being engineers we're like let's just build it ourselves and as entrepreneurs we were you know we were tired of asking our friends and family for feedback and they were just not being use- useful anymore and so we wanted to build a way to kind of do a digital focus group so you know, kind of like going into the coffee shop and asking people, what do you think about this design or that design? Which one do you like? And more importantly, give written feedback. So, you know, a lot of people use Facebook ads or some other ad system to, to generate clicks. Um, and while you may get some some interesting quantif- uh, quantitative data, you don't get that qualitative data of understanding why they like something more than the other one. So uh, that's kind of the, the core of the platform we built is it's very simple survey. You ask a single question, upload a couple creatives. Uh, choose your target audience, and it's off and running. Probably takes a minute to set up. Typically, results are done in thirty minutes, so super fast, really easy to use. Um, you know, no uh, expertise required. And that kind of sat as a side project for a number of years as we were building our other business. And uh, you know, we've kind of got all kinds of different uh, users started using it. We had authors testing book titles and book covers, and game co- companies testing characters and app icons, and. And then retail brands uh, started coming and testing marketing creatives and eventually product packaging and product design, um, even doing early idea validation. So, you know, maybe you're a mom and you've got kids, like, would you feed them this or, you know, would you buy this product and just using it as a digital focus group? Hmm.
0: Wow. Cool. So, so where do you get your audience?
2: Yeah, so we tap into the same uh, enterprise market research panels that, let's say, Procter & Gamble would use or any of your research consultants would be tapping into. But we do it in a programmatic way, and we layer on our own uh, layer of uh, demographic targeting and data quality on top of it. So we we reduce the need for a consultant to come in and clean up the data and analyze the data. uh, Because we have kind of uh, very constrained survey formats, we're able to automatically interpret the data for you um and we're also providing some ai uh, summaries and insights on top of that human data you know kind of similar to probably what you guys were talking about the chat gpt one so um yeah that's it's it's all self service um, you don't need to engage with a, an agency or a consultant for it and we're trying to we're trying to make sure that um everyone in a large company or anyone who's running their own business is able to tap into this kind of research whereas before it was kind of limited to to companies that had a consumer insights team or a budget to hire some kind of research agency.
0: Got it. So is this offered up as a, uh, like, here's a piece of code sticking on your website and that's going to lead you, lead you to a survey or is it?
2: No, so it's, uh, we bring the audience and it's a self-service okay. service, right? So you would just log into pickfood.com, You would uh, start, a, start a, a survey, ask a question or use one of our pre-built templates, upload your creatives. And then within a matter of minutes, we're going to go out Find the people, pay them, bring them in, clean up the data, and automatically present it back to you. Hmm. Um, so you can just sit there, drink your coffee, and watch the results come in.
1: Well, wow. and and someone using your service can leverage all the data you have and of uh, audience and sort of fine tune what type of audience they want to ask.
2: Yeah, exactly. So we have over different nine, ni- uh, I think ninety targeting traits. So. We have the basic demographics like age and gender and, and and that kind of thing, but we also have behavioral type things like uh, do they have, uh, do they drink tea or coffee or alcohol or have a cat or a dog, you know, these, these kinds of things, uh, maybe what diet they're on. So a lot of consumer driven uh, behaviors are targetable um, and it, you know, makes it so that you can really see if your creatives or your designs are are resonating with your target audience
0: Hmm. Got it. So how, how is the end person who's taking the survey, how are they accessing the survey?
2: Yeah, so since we work with a lot of the existing panels, I mean, there's a lot of different um, avenues, I mean, they might be emailed the survey, they might be using an app that, that you know, notifies them that there's a, a new thing they can do to get paid. So there's a lot of different mechanisms. Um, we do, in front of our surveys, we do require them to agree to a non-disclosure agreement. So sensitive creatives, like, should be uh, should be safe there. Um, and then we we spend a lot of effort just making sure that we prune out people who are, you know, not genuinely uh, answering the questions. And a lot of that is is based on the written feedback. And because we require written feedback for every single one of our questions, right. it's not just a click or a series of clicks. It's actually they've got to write it out, and we can use uh, a number of means to interpret uh, that that data. Hmm. Wow.
0: That's pretty cool. So so where where so what got you into thinking, okay, this is a real business? you said it was a side project. Yeah. There yeah. must have been some trigger that got you into thinking, hey, there's something here.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think at first it was the amount of customer, like positive customer sentiment we had. It, and there were so many people just writing in all the time saying, like, oh my God, these these decisions that we made based off the PickFoo results have just like, you know, steered us in the right direction, right? It's it's all about de-risking your, your time and money investment. And so there were, there were so many of those. And so that, that kind of got us to more interested in focusing on it. And then really once we found the, like this retail industry segment, especially people selling on e-commerce uh, there was a lot higher usage and a, a, lot more need for it. Right. Because every, every decision you're making with a physical product is such an investment. Like you're, you know, you're working with your manufacturer or your, your printer or your, you know, your package, package uh, designer. And so um de-risking those investments is just so important to, to all of our customers. And so we started seeing a lot more growth there, um, a lot more value to the, that customer segment. And so that's when we decided to uh, spend all of our time on PickFu and grow out the team. So we've been growing quite a bit over the pandemic and just scaling out the platform and trying to make it the easiest to use uh, consumer research platform out there. So wow. would you
0: say you you do you compete with like sites like usertesting.com? Is that kind of
2: like... I'm not quite like, I, I would say it's a little bit different. User testing is a little bit deeper research, uh, you know, with an individual, I would say that ours are, it's lighter, right? So maybe you're testing a creative, you're not actually, you're probably not asking them to walk through and, you know, do all this uh, interactive stuff and recording things. Um, so it's more packaging design or maybe even like, you know, advertising creatives or maybe it's, you know, a new, a new product concept that you want to get feedback on. So kind of snap judgments and, and kind of direct directional feedback right
0: so not quite all tricks which is like full-fledged surveys exactly yeah so this wouldn't
2: be like your deep 20 30 question survey where you're trying to get into like the 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 mindset of of your audience but like hey i'm iterating on this and i get some rapid feedback from my target audience so i know that i'm like on the right path i'm always scared of these long surveys (laughs) yeah exactly and people don't even like answering them (laughs)
1: and and uh, what's the pricing model look like is it you know per test or tied to audience size or
2: yeah starts at a dollar per response and our lowest uh, amount is 15 responses so honestly you could you could come on our platform run a $15 uh, 15 response poll to the US general audience obviously that will scale with number of respondents and targeting will be a little bit more expensive I would say the average poll for most people is like seventy to hundred dollars just you're probably doing fifty responses with a little bit of targeting. um so that's that's usually a good iteration point
1: wow
2: yeah wow. super self-service but, yeah, yeah but the,
1: the the benefits of it sound like you know easy to use, inexpensive, fast
2: yeah uh, you know fast responses yeah, exactly because you know what we found is that this isn't really competing or replacing anything. this this wasn't being done, right? A lot of people in these job roles like, yeah. just didn't like, have the opportunity or or you know uh, working with your insights team probably is a bigger project, right? It's like, well, we're not going to ask one question. We want we need to ask like 30 questions and we need to you know make this long survey. So a lot of this was just the team coming up with like, well, we think this is <laughs> the right decision. So at least you're getting some validation now. Um, or maybe you're running Facebook ads, but then you're kind of really exposing your creatives to the public. And, um, you know, that's not great either.
0: So yeah, I'm sure you have some interesting use cases where uh, maybe in the early days of PickFu, you're like, we're onto something here. Did you did you have any kind of like a seminal moment where you said, okay, this is it, guys. We're going to focus this on, this is our next thing.
2: I think just seeing the success. I mean, we we had a few authors become New York Times bestsellers because of the book covers. Um, Obviously, like book covers are a big deal, even on the digital shelf. Uh, We had this one author uh, we did a case study with where he was working with his publisher and he had uh, the publisher had a, you know, kind of like a clean, you know, uh, professional design. And then he kind of had this other design, which uh, it was like a travel book. So he just kind of had like all these like pictures all over it. And he's like, no, I really believe in this design. And so he he ran the pigfoot poll against his publisher, thinking he was going to win. Of course, the publisher blew him out of the water. Uh, but then he accepted <laughs> accepted their their cover design, and went on to you know like publish a New York Times bestseller. And so those kinds of stories where you know you you see that it made a really important decision in their in their lives. And you know we we saw we had a lot of big game companies use it for. Uh, marketing creatives and app icons and just have a huge impact um, on hmm. their uh, on their on their revenue. So those are the kinds of stories that like motivate us because these were all people that had nothing to you know not, no way to do this kind of testing before and so hmm. just really empowering anyone uh, anyone in the world. Uh, I mean, what's interesting is that only half of our customer base is actually in the U.S. Like most of our customers are actually. Non-U.S. companies who are, you know, selling into different uh, different countries, and that's where it's even more important to make sure that the things that you're doing are resonating. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so I see that you know uh, you've got a, the guys have done a lot of retail as well. I mean, and what's the retail use case here?
2: Yeah. So more of our retail customers do it with uh, product packaging. Um, I think the packaging is like that's what's selling your product, right? Like on the shelves. Um, or or kind of like the uh, like the boxes that like packages come in. So that's the kind of stuff that we see. We'll see uh, customers iterate like on every design aspects of their packaging. So you know, you could start with like the color and then the font, and even just like, should we put this little call out, you know, like this maybe like the the protein count or whatever it is, like very small decisions and just constantly iterating on them. And so um it's it's just very scientific method approach, right? You change one thing. You test it, you see if it improves. And then, at the end, what uh, our savvier customers will do is they'll actually test their their product against your competitors, right? So it's fine to come to a local maxima of like a great product packaging or or a marketing creative. But at the end of the day, you're you're still somewhat competing with, especially on the shelf, you, whether it's the the physical or the digital shelf with your competitors. so is is my protein bar going to stand out more to uh, against all the other ones that are literally sitting right next to it? Right. So have
0: you seen um, people use it for like customer sentiment?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's, all, um, there's a whole bucket of polls that people run around um, just gathering kind of like open-ended feedback about things. So trying to understand like buying patterns and buying behaviors, you will see like a lot of questions around that. Um, just trying to get into people's minds around um, situations. Like, Like I was saying, you could do idea validation around, Hey, you know, maybe this is what our brand is, or maybe it's a recognizable brand. We're thinking about selling a product in this direction. And just what, what do you think about that? And how would you tweak it? Right. And then just kind of keep iterating on the idea that could just be text. It could be, we've seen people do storyboards, you know, kind of sketches, really high level concepts. And then just making sure that you're getting the consumer to give input early, in that early stage.
0: So so what what is the level of feedback that's required to say okay this is reliable? I mean like how many people need to respond to something
2: for it to be I mean I think that's that's up to your comfort level obviously. I think we we recommend 50 to 100 just just for kind of like basic iteration and then kind of looking at how well it scores. So, you know, if you're able to get like 70 to 80 uh, percent of the wins on a particular uh, asset, then that, that's a that's a comfortable level. Some of our larger customers will do, you know, 500 or even up to a thousand on a final asset. Like, we're going to go to print it or something, and and this is we wanted we want to double check it. But I think as they're iterating, those smaller uh, smaller amounts are enough to show directionally, you know, if they're on the right track. And then of course you're going to read through the responses and see. Okay, like yeah, this is this is the intent, right? Like this is what we wanted them to feel, and we can actually see that in the responses. Yeah, huh.
0: yeah, so Gary, I'm I'm thinking back, you know, our uh, some of our retailers, grocery retailers, you know, we hear about store resets, you know, mm-hmm. about, you know, changing display, moving, you know, I think shoppers are always thinking that uh, retailers have some kind of conspiracy going on about moving these aisles <laughs> constantly, mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah, no, I, I can see a lot of applications here for retail, you know, from feedback on shopping experience, to new services, to um, uh, you know, graphics important graphics used on you know, yeah, sites, uh, ads, uh, private label products, etc.
0: Because yeah, I think we had a couple of guests, I think one was Chase Design, uh, on our podcast many yeah. years, it seems like years ago, but uh, many moons ago. And I think cooler screens, I think they were doing these digital screens on oh. like, uh, beverages. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Overlays, uh, and obviously they were showing ads and content there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I can see a lot of micro decisions that you have to make that you know you kind of yeah, it's you directionally in the right direction, like you said, yeah. right?
2: And, and part of the reason we uh we make the number of responses uh, even as low as 15 is we're trying to build that habit of, of validating every micro decision, right? So We were trying to bring down the barrier of like, okay, maybe I don't want to spend a few hundred dollars, but I'm willing to spend 50 or $15. If I'm willing to spend $15 on my lunch or, you know, my coffee, like, can I at least validate some with 15 random strangers that are my target audience, that this font change is like a good direction, right? Whatever it is. So trying to build a habit that you can just come here. It's only going to take you a few minutes to, to get some data. Something is better than nothing, right? You yeah. can discard it if you want, but at least you're going to read their opinions and understand a different a viewpoint. And so, yeah. um, yeah, exactly. All those micro decisions, the shelf thing you brought up was interesting. One of the, uh, interesting tests that I saw one of our customers do for retail actually was did a mock-up of the shelving and, you know, had all the competing products and then they kind of just, you know, digitally put in and their, and their new design. And, uh, we have this click test, uh, you know, type of survey, and they asked people to you know click on click on the ones that they would be interested in. You know, picking up or checking out yeah. if it was in the actual store. And so, like that was an interesting way, just to like, all right, well, there's a bunch of bunch of stuff on the shelf. Like, what are you going to click on, or you know, physically, what would you check out? But oh,
1: god, yeah, companies like uh, Procter and Gamble, Unilever, and, and others, you know, I have, uh, fortunes on you know, planogram testing, product design. Uh, just those types of decisions.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: so can a user, uh, I'm assuming, uh, geographically confine an audience?
2: That's a little tougher. We have uh, regions targeting. Okay. So, you know, kind of like northeast, uh, northwest kind of stuff.
1: Okay. So a retailer could at least get down to a region to get yeah. feedback.
2: Yeah. You could do a region and then we have like community types. So like urban, suburban, rural. Um and then, of course, like some of the other demographic things. So maybe, maybe with the combination of the, the, those things, you might be able to narrow it down. Okay, got it.
0: Yeah, got it. I, was, I was more thinking it would be maybe cool. Uh, maybe this is a roadmap for you, which is a lot of our uh, the retailers that we work with and speak to do surveys constantly. You know, you go you go to any yeah. retail establishment, you go to a Taco Bell on the receipt, mm-hmm. there's at the bottom, yeah. there's, you know, sign up for this survey and be entered into a hundred dollar raffle, right? Things like that. And the response rates on those are abysmal, right? They're sure. really, really low. And at the end of the day, you don't even know if somebody's, what people are doing with that response because how long does it take to get the insights and by the time is it too late to actually do what you intended, yeah. right? Do you see a do you see a fit in that market? Um,
2: mm, I don't know if we would go down that avenue. Um, I think we're we're focused on getting hypothetical feedback from your target audience. I think there's a there's a, a ton of players that are doing it for <laughs> your actual customer base. Um, but what we have done in the past is kind of build out um, custom audience segments. So, you know, perhaps. Perhaps there's a, a particular, you know, psychographic or you know, some some set of audience that you want to reach. Yeah. And maybe it is talk about customers or something like that. Not to say that we have that, but that's something that we could build as a, as a custom audience for, for customers. Do,
1: um, do do the people that are providing the answers or feedback, do they get anything? Are they getting paid?
2: Do, yeah, they're getting paid. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. That's 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 really so. So where do you see this going? I mean,
2: what's the vision here? I mean, we just want to keep building it out so that everyone who is selling anything to consumers—I mean—and that that could be obviously physical products, digital products, uh, software companies, whatever it is, anything to consumers uh, has a tool to uh, to gather feedback. And so, what excites us is actually uh, not only the areas that we're already in right now, but you know, as we look at our international customer base in the. Amount of uh, companies that are are spinning up all around the world and selling to this global market—it's uh, super fascinating. And we've opened up our respondent pool to not only be U.S. but also Australia, U.K., Canada, and Germany, with a, a few more countries coming. And um, what's cool is with the German one, we actually—you know—we'll translate the question, to German, our response forms in German, all the—you know—audience targeting, all that kind of stuff is in German. We'll, re- we'll auto- automate the translation back to you in English and do like, you know, an AI summary, or it could be in Chinese. So we've localized our app on the customer side in Chinese because we have so many Chinese customers. So they could be, you know, asking people in Germany, would they buy this product, you know, in, the, mm-hmm. in their supermarket or their uh, digital marketplace? And that's just super invigorating to know that we're enabling small businesses anywhere or large businesses to gather feedback from, you know, almost anyone on the planet about a product or a service that they're selling so it yeah it's really exciting
0: yeah, it yeah that's that's pretty cool so where does the ai part come in is it more in the summarization of the results
2: yeah it's more on the analysis uh right now i mean we're we're building out a lot more other stuff but right now what we'll provide is a a nice executive summary kind of like what a a, a, a research consultant might provide to you some likes and dislikes sentiment breakdown Um, And then we uh, recently opened up um, to beta this kind of like a ChatGPT style open prompt where basically you're just querying the results of that specific survey. So, Hmm. you know, dive in deeper onto like what I could improve, what could I improve on option B or, Hmm. hey, rewrite the marketing copy based off what everyone said, right? So uh, just a very highly contextualized version of uh, ChatGPT. Right,
0: right. That's cool. That's, that's, no, that's really mm-hmm. cool. I, uh, kudos to you guys. I mean, this is obviously a gap that you found in the market and you realize that. Uh, and I can see, you know, because design is always a uh, it's difficult, right? Yeah. Because, you know, it's basically coming out. It's very difficult to do. and such a creative process and it's kind of it's a result of your own brain. Yeah, uh, there is no consensus on design. You got to come up with something, test it out, see if it works. Yeah, and I think the fact that you have a tool where you can get quickly get that feedback and get some insights is terrific.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny because on on that on that topic of like, creativity, I, I, we've had some people express concern around like, oh, well, isn't this going to stifle creativity? And it's it's actually the inverse, right? Like the ability to test creative directions sure. and ideas earlier allowed you to kind of like break free from what maybe you think is the safe way to go for for like your creative design. So maybe your brand always has a certain look and you're scared to try something a little bit more exciting, but maybe it will actually resonate and people won't misconstrue it as like some crazy mistake, right? So the more that we can get it into the hands of the actual designers, the creative directors, I think is is really empowering to them to allow them to explore new directions for brands.
0: Mm. Really cool yeah that's that's uh, that's awesome so um quick question so in terms of industry and verticals that you want to focus on yeah do you feel that there's one over the other that that kind of you're better suited to
2: or is um it- i mean yeah right now we're we are focused more on like retail brands or okay. any any kind of brand selling to consumers so whether digitally or physically uh, we do have a, a large concentration of e-commerce sellers, just because there's, you know, that's. Uh, I think there are smaller businesses that are right. e-commerce businesses, and so they've been easier to reach. Uh, yeah. As time's gone has time has gone on, we've been uh, getting into uh, some larger, more traditional uh, corporate customers that are selling on online and then bringing, you know, this tool set over to what they're doing in 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 store. So. Uh, so that's an interesting crossover that we're seeing, and we're trying to focus um, on anyone who's selling directly to consumers, but definitely on like the.
0: Physical so you guys still bootstrapped, or you raised? Yeah, still funding? self-funded. Yeah. Nice, nice. That's 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 terrific. Congratulations. That's not easy to do. So.
1: Yeah,
2: for sure. <laughs> a lot of challenges. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's uh, a good way to do it given the uh, present environment. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. So.
0: Um, I see something here, which I, which caught my eye, which says how to increase CTR by 12% with a single image change. So wh- what's that about? I mean, everybody wants to include increased CTR, right? Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, so that, that was, a uh, for a product called yes bar, which you might be familiar. It's like, you know, like a protein bar type thing. Right. And, uh, so they were selling on Amazon. And so this is a, a, a digital example, but, uh, they wanted to run an experiment and just see if a minor tweak what a minor tweak to their main image would do. And so what they did was they uh, they took their existing main image. They made just a few variations uh, to like, you know, how, how the package was, the product was laid out in the main image and, you know, maybe put some little design on it. Tested well on Picfu. I think it was like a $60 test. they ran a, like basically a single test, replaced the main image with that winning one and immediately saw a 12% increase wow. in through rate. You know, didn't touch anything, let it sit for a hmm. couple of weeks to make sure wow. it stabilized. And you know immediately that's thousands of dollars in sales. yeah, and so sixty dollars pick food tests to validate that kind of thing. Um and of course, you could continue doing that for you know your other products or just improving that main image more yeah. and more. And if you could do this early in the process, then you're you know your your packaging is what needs to work first before your marketing creatives. And you know what we find is a lot of a lot of companies will come to us just trying to optimize the marketing creative. But when you read through the responses, People are not happy about their product design or their branding or like the, the core right. thing itself, right? So that's where that's why we tell them like, hey, you you really needed to get feedback earlier because you're kind of hopeless. Like you're like people don't like your product. They think your brand is silly. <laughs> like like right. what can what can we do? We can only improve the main image that much. <laughs>
0: right, right. No, that's 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 a fantastic story. So that's awesome. Gary, anything else? Yeah, I mean, no,
1: I this is a application. good. Yeah. So Justin, how do uh, do people find you?
2: Uh, So they can find me on LinkedIn, Justin Chen. I'm pretty active there. They can come to u.com. It's all self-service. You can create an account for free. It starts at $15. Like I said, dollar per response. We have a really helpful customer success team that you can write into or hop on a free strategy call. And uh, our success managers will train you and, you know, train your team and give you all the best practices for how other brands are testing things. So we're just trying to make it really easy, especially for our people who don't have any experience in, in doing this kind of consumer research. Yeah.
0: Huh. Wow. So, so do you also have like um, people testing out? I think you mentioned the big app icons and, you know, I yep. think like maybe an app screen change and, and you want to check to see. Exactly. They-
2: Okay. Yeah, so we, we have some of the biggest mobile game companies um, out there. Gaming is our, our second industry that we do focus on. But uh, the biggest mobile game companies out there are testing app icons and app store screenshots, and then earlier in the process, testing characters, game characters, game UX, mm-hmm. uh, really iterating on all the small decisions, you know, do you like this menu? Do you like this, uh, like, you know, character right. movement, whatever it is, yeah. these are all micro decisions, and they're going to have a big impact on the eventual product, right? So instead of just waiting to get things into beta testers and then have them complain about something, like get some feedback earlier. No, super. This
0: is, this is really interesting. I don't think we've ever had a conversation around, uh, around these kind of surveys ever, but uh, congratulations again. It's been great having you on on the retail perch. And for those of you who want to reach out and maybe use the service in your stores, maybe you're thinking of changing up your branding or your logo or whatever it is, you know, and, and, Companies are constantly looking to change their branding and, you know, yeah. make sure that their brand, their company name is represented, that's assigned, aligned with their mission and their vision, and yeah. all that stuff, right? Yeah. So I think and,
2: and that's so, a popular yeah, question that people do, you know, like, take a look at this branding or this marketing creative and rate on a scale of one to five, like, does it, you know? Yeah, you, and you just spend a couple hundred a trust bucks and get some response. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: That's no, fantastic.
0: That's
2: good.
1: Yeah, it's it's inexpensive uh, consumer research. Yeah. Right.
0: exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, I you want to say anything before we close out here, but it's been terrific speaking to you. So anything you want to go throw out to our audience here that you think would be something that you learned from your career at Picfu? They want to test something, something, yeah. maybe a free tip.
2: I think I think getting open-ended feedback, first of all, like uh, people always ask what's the first thing that I should do. And a lot of times that maybe they don't have variations that they need to test. So what I recommend people doing is uh, just coming to our site, asking a question like, you know, um, take a look at this product. Like, what do you like or dislike about it? Something simple like that, right? Just it's it's a nice teaser to see that, you know, people are looking at this, you know, and analyzing it, giving their actual feedback. Or you could do the the thing with the competitors and just see how do you gauge against your competitor? Which which product would you buy in the store? Uh, I think you'll just, anyone would be surprised and you don't have to have, your designer or anyone create mock-ups or anything like that. So, you know, just a great way to uh, get a litmus test of uh, how you're, you know, perceived right now.
0: Yeah. Well, if you're a marketer out there working at a retail company, and you want to test your ideas, you know who to go to. So uh, yeah. Justin, again, it's been terrific having you on here and Gary, good to be back here with you uh, on the retail perch. And uh, I also want to thank, I know it's been a while since we thank, thanked our production team but stephanie and team that consistently put this out maybe we should uh do a pig food survey with our retail perch logo here
1: and see hey, what, you you go. see yeah, what topics good. are of uh, most interest
0: exactly exactly yeah. i think it's a great idea for us to test this out so justin again thank you very much gary anything close out
1: no justin thanks for being with us yeah thanks for having me guys
0: thanks guys and you know, right, I know summer's you. coming around here and uh, i guess stay safe and have a wonderful summer talk All to right. you soon bye make sure to join us every monday and connect with us at the retail perch on instagram and facebook
1: and if you have any questions feel free to email us at the retail perch at birdseye.com
0: until next time this is shaker
1: And this is Gary, signing off.